Just Thinking with hosts Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker, bringing you week-to-week cultural apologetics as well as social issues from a biblical worldview. This is Just Thinking. Let's think. We're back. It's another edition of the Just Thinking Podcast. I am Virgil Walker. And I'm Daryl Harrison. What's going on, V-Dub? What's going on, my brother? How you doing, man? my black panther voice <laughs> here you go you, you, you can't, we can't we can't even get an intro in good <laughs> and you already starting drama bruh we might as well get it out there right now man this episode is gonna probably make so many people mad man we might as well just put it out there right now Start start out, out with it. Bro. Yeah, just start out with it, man. Just start out with it, man. I I, I was hey, uh, I was gonna I was just gonna say I was intrigued with the topic with the with the uh with the topic, man. Uh that 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 you had uh, teed up for tonight in light of all that's happening, man. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, but should, should, should no, we hit no, with the topic? No, no, no. Okay, no, I got you. I got you. No, no, right, hold right. up. Hold up just see, one that's, second. See that? See, that's why you're the wingman, man. See, that's why you're the wingman. <laughs> get us get us back on track. Go ahead. Hold up, hold up before you do that, because I wanna I wanna talk about just for a second, man, as we tee this up tonight. I want to talk about, man, uh the the last um podcast that we did and how it it is going bananas, bro. <laughs> it is, man. It's it's going bananas man i Woo. mean i i've had more people probably and again it's you know a lot, lot of lot of in, in the past you know some of the same folks hit me up and, and those are you, you get you here's how this works man you get you get your brothers who really care about mm-hmm. you they know that you're starting out something new they mm-hmm. check it out and hey brother love what you did you know the mm-hmm. good stuff good stuff you know kind of, and, and and i think for the most part they're being kind yeah, well, it's like investigating a murder of someone close to you, right? You work in concentric circles, right? You work from the inside out, so you work from those closest to the victim, and right. then you work your way out looking for suspects, right? So right, like right, that. right, right, absolutely. So, so it, it we're we're now at a stage, man, where I'm getting people coming up to me and inboxing me and mm-hmm. reaching out, mm-hmm. who some of them I've never met. And and they're just saying, you know, man, I I have what you guys are doing, you know, what you and Daryl are doing is so refreshing. I had I had a brother of mine said I listened to the podcast and then I sat all of my kids down and had them walk through it uh, just because I knew that you guys were going to were going to present a a biblical framework for what you were talking about. And so he said, he said, we were all in the car and, and we listened to the podcast. He knows who he is. If he's listening to this, he said, I sat my, I sat my three kids down. We walked through uh, this whole, the whole last episode, in fact, mm-hmm. uh, about nine, nine ways to be a better white person. Mm-hmm. And so he walked them through it, wanted them to listen, wanted them to hear kind of where we were going from a mm-hmm. biblical, you know, worldview and, uh, just incredible encouragement, and then I, I was I was back on our uh, our, our page, and uh, just looking at at the hits, and I, I noticed, man, that soul food episode is still mm-hmm. getting it's still hot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's still in fuego. Absolutely, man, it's still it's still rolling. So, man, just some good good things coming out, man. I know. I know you're getting a lot of great feedback as well. What's that? What's it sound like on your end? Yeah, I'm getting a lot of the same feedback, Verge. I'm getting people coming to me saying, hey, listen, I reserve your podcast to listen to when I'm driving into work, when I'm on road trips. Had a brother at my church just yesterday say, hey, I'm going to be listening to the episode 17, Nine Ways to Be a Better White Person. I've got a job down in Florida. It's going to be about a four, four and a half hour drive down there. I'm going to listen to your podcast while I'm on the way down there, on the way back. Mm. And I think, I think these last couple of episodes, just tell you the truth, man, it's probably the last five or six episodes as word of mouth gets around yeah. about the just thinking podcast. And they see how you and I have a really good organic, genuine balance between humor, 
you know, in serious mm-hmm. uh, tone and tenor mm-hmm. in addressing these issues objectively through what the gospel says. You know, we're starting to build a following. People are telling other people about it. And, you know, like we say on every episode, man, we give a shout out to all our listeners and how much we appreciate you guys. Cause you know, w- without you, I mean, there would be no reason for us to do this. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we see this as a platform to extend the gospel and apply the gospel to uh, issues that people are talking about every day, issues that people are dealing with every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we try to do. We just try to be true to the gospel uh, and what the gospel says about these issues. And I think one thing with respect to especially the soul food episode is that there's really not an issue or a subject or a topic in life that the Bible does not address. Mm, that's uh, good. Particularly with that episode, people have been coming up to me and emailing me and hitting me up on Facebook and Twitter. And I mean, seriously, verse the common response has been, dude, I never saw that coming. You know, <laughs> right, right. Where we connect as we, titled the episode of biblical theology of soul food where you can tie Genesis 10 to some macaroni and cheese. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. But that's what happens when you take an expository approach to the studying of God's word, Mm. you exposit the text, you exegete certain keywords you put, I, 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 uh, I I sort of uh, compared to building a brick wall. Mm-hmm. You build a brick wall, right, Verge? One brick at a time. One brick at a time, yeah. That's how you study the Word of God. You study the Word of God sometimes one word at a time, not just one verse. Sometimes it's one word. You exegete, you exposit that that word in, in context. You maybe exposit another word, and then you're expositing a verse. Then you exposit a, a, an entire uh, block of text, and you get a contextual, correct understanding a, a biblically sound hermeneutic. And once you have the hermeneutic down, then you have the application down. Uh, and that's the order that it works. So a lot of people just shocked, uh, to be honest with you, pleasantly, I might say pleasantly surprised right. at right. the ground we covered in the soul food episode. And then subsequent to that, the nine ways to be a better white person. And it's like everybody I told Regarding the uh, the last episode about how to be a better white person, you know, you look at the title and you think it's a joke on the right. surface. Right. But it, it really wasn't. And I, I hope folks got from listening to us on the episode. That was really a sad, uh, pitiable episode, to be honest with you, that we had to go through that because uh, Reverend Helsel uh, actually thinks she's helping. And I don't think she realizes that she's not. Right. Uh I don't mean to say that condescendingly at all, but if you go back and listen to the episode, I think you'll understand what we're saying there, that that piece that she did was just not helpful to the discourse at all. Right. I, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this, Daryl. And, and I, I know uh, I, I, as I tee this up, you're, you're probably going to do the exact same thing tonight. One of the things that, that, that I enjoy about our dialogues whenever you're, putting, you know, an article that you want to review or an idea that we want to kind of unpack. You've been, you've been incredibly diligent not to get into battles where you, right. where you, where you malign people or, right. or, or their ideas. And, right. and, and, and the beauty of that, and, and I, I say this um, not, not only to edify you, but also for our listeners to know, and understand what we're seeing in the culture is very different from what we're doing on this podcast. Um, what we're seeing in the culture is as soon as you have an idea that you espouse that disagrees with mine, you know, I'm going to call you every name in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, you're you're, you're going to be a racist, sexist, bigot, homophobe, you know, uh, uh, you know, whatever else I can come mm-hmm. up with. Uh, in order to in order to characterize you, in order in order to to create a caricature of you, so that I could dismiss the idea, mm-hmm. and and what what I've what I've experienced you do time and time again, almost to a point where I'm like, man, you know, it, it, we we could we could probably get some more listeners, man, if you would kind of vilify some of these people, right? You know? Yeah, but but that's yeah. That's if I name, not if I name names, if I name yeah. names, or if I absolutely. name organizations, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But that that's just not. Not your mo, and and the the beauty of that has been, we have been able to stay very focused 
on content and on reason and on you know the, the the factual aspects of what is shared so that we can unpack an idea and then and then examine it against the biblical worldview and uh, that's very very different from what most people are seeing and listening to and hearing out there so i really appreciate that yeah verge man i really appreciate that encouragement man is uh and even coming from you you're my wingman we do this every week but I don't take you for granted, brother. So when you offer encouragement like that, it really does uplift me and uh, gives me, uh, you know, really encouragement to move forward with this, man. Praise because God. like I said at the top, you know, sadly, you know, coming into this episode that we're recording right now, we haven't even gotten to the subject matter. Right. Like you and I have been, this isn't our first rodeo, culturally speaking. This is not our first rodeo out there in the current milieu that we're facing. Uh, in this country today. So I already know before we even dive into the content of this episode, that when this episode goes out in a few days, that <laughs> there's going to be people angry at me, right. at you, right. Right. at us for offering an objective mm-hmm. gospel centered perspective on what we're going to be talking about tonight. Now I, mm-hmm. I meant to say this in, uh, in in episode 17, when we we're talking about nine ways to be a better white person, you know, coming out in this episode, I can guarantee you right now, there's going to be people that are going to call me coon. Mm -hmm. They're going to call me nigger. They're going to call me a sellout. They're going to call me uncle Tom. They're going to call me traitor to the, to the race. You know, all the normal, usual pejoratives that get thrown at Mm -hmm. uh, black conservative Christians like you and me. So I expect that. And and the sad part about it is, is that I know who it's going to come from. Right. I know the segment of people that that's going to come from. And I know who it's not going to come from. I've never been called any of those names by anybody who's white mm-hmm. or Asian or Hispanic or Latino or whatever you, whatever else, whatever, whatever else other ethnicity you want to name it. But black people have called me that those names. Mm-hmm. I've been called every one of those names by somebody who's black. Okay. We're going to delve into that a little bit tonight, but that's kind of why I said at the top of this episode, because I know what's coming. Right. I know what's coming. And it's really sad that that's so predictable, mm-hmm. but that's not going to stop us from covering this territory. We're going to still cover oh, this territory. Absolutely. 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 So I, so let, let's, let's tee it up for, for the folks listening, man. And, uh, kind of kind of begin uh walking through what what wh- when I saw what you did with this man I thought oh my word we're in for another one <laughs> I said we're in for another this is going to be another this is going to be another one that's on fire and uh and we'll see where it actually goes so so let 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 our listeners know man kind of what the topic is and what what you were thinking about as we as we kind of tee this up Okay, man. Now, before I delve into the topic and the content, I get another Black Panther voice in there, bro. All right. So here we go. And see, verse, did it occur to you that the same source from which we found the nine ways to be a better white person article also sourced this article Isn't that we're that talking about tonight? Yep. 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 Same source, Religion News Service. Came across an article uh, earlier, uh, well, late last week, teeing us up tonight, but it's uh, titled Black Churches Host Screenings of Black Panther. That's the Black Panther film. It's from Religion News Services. It's dated March 1st, 2018. The byline is Adele M. Banks. Mm -hmm. Black Churches Host Screenings of Black Panther film. And, uh, I said, okay. I mean, we knew this was coming. We knew mm-hmm. this was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me just tee it up for us a little bit. Okay. So, so here we go, Verge. All right. So the mega blockbuster Black Panther has been in theaters now, I would say about four weeks or so. Mm-hmm. It opened nationwide, opened worldwide February 16th. And it's continuing to generate not only lots of money, but lots of buzz, right? Mm-hmm. Especially on social media. Mm-hmm. Now, I use the word blockbuster because as of this recording, which we're doing on Monday, March 5th, 2018, 
Black Panther has grossed. Now, this is just domestic box office revenue. Black Panther has already grossed more than $700 million in the U.S. and Canada. Now, that's according to CNBC.com, over $700 million domestic. And I read an article earlier today on Bloomberg.com where they said the movie will easily surpass a billion dollars in, in worldwide revenue here. Shortly. Wow. So, wow. So it's a flat out blockbuster. No, about, no doubt about that. I'm going to give them that. Now, that said, I want to put a disclaimer out there. I have not yet seen the film. OK, let me just put that out there right up front. Well, let me let me let me as you do that, man, let me let me tee up something really quickly I, as you as your wing man who had every intention this weekend of going and seeing the movie. I I, I fell down on the job, man. So I, I'm, I'm going to repent right now. I fell down on the job. I was supposed to go out and see the movie, did not see the movie. But at the same time, as I kind of thought through the process of where we're going to go tonight. I recognize, and I'm sure you'll get into this a little bit more, 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 uh, more thoroughly. The, uh, the issue one is not necessarily the movie or its content, Bingo. Uh, nor nor is it is it anything in the same way that you've been very very kind hearted to address. Uh, you know, we're not we're not talking about the person. Let's talk about an, an, an issue. We're not really addressing the content right. or the quality or the right. nature of anything that's in the film. Right. This is not a review of Black Panther, the film. Okay. So let's get that out there right now. This is not a review, a critique, uh, an assessment of the film. Uh, what we're going to talk about is are sort of some ancillary things that are related to the film, but not the film itself. Okay. So I'm glad you said that verse. I gave us an opportunity there to sort of put that out there for clarification purposes. So this episode is not, sort of a Siskel and Ebert kind of thing where we're going to, we're going to review black Panther the film, right? Because we've not yet had an opportunity to see it. However, and I think our listeners will agree once we get into more of a dialogue around here that for purposes of this episode, it's not necessary that we see the film, right? Uh, because the, the context in which we're going to be talking about the film, we're going to be more, more so discussing things that are associated with the film but not, not necessarily the movie itself. And there's plenty of evidence out there uh, for us to be able to talk about the things that we're seeing that are associated with the film. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's kind of what we're here to discuss tonight. So just want to get that disclaimer out there. I've not yet seen the film. I'm not even certain I will see the film, but from what I have seen, especially on social media from people who claim to have seen the film, right? it's obvious that black Panther is resonating with people particularly with black people, including black Christians mm-hmm. in a way that I personally have not seen since the election of Barack Obama as president in uh, 20, uh, 2008. <laughs> gotcha. I haven't seen this kind of reverberations. No, you, you're uh, right. Among that you're right. demographic yeah. in 10 years. Yeah. Right. Uh, so now having said that, having acknowledged that neither of us has seen the film, having acknowledged that we are not here to discuss the film Mm. proper. Okay. We're not here to talk about the film proper, the film itself. Nevertheless, you no doubt seen images posted on various social media sites of black people at movie theaters across the country, dressed in traditional African garb and attire. (laughs) You've seen graphics of pastors and churches with predominantly black congregations promoting sermon series based on the film. I saw one on Facebook last week. Uh, there's a church in Maryland. I won't name the church. I won't oh, name the man, pastor. you're so kind. You are so but, uh, kind. Because I uh, sure wanted to name the church wanna, and listen, the pastor, you, but I'm going to let it go. I'm, I'm, I'm the wingman. See, I know my role, bro. I'm going to sit in the cut. <laughs> I'm going to follow your lead. We're not going to name names. We're not going to do that. Okay. Yeah, there's a church in uh, Maryland where they were marketing a uh, sermon series, messages from Wakanda. Uh, and here he is uh, sitting on a throne dressed in uh, African warrior uh, attire. Right. Uh, so 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 these are some of the images that I'm seeing plastered all over social media. OK, mm-hmm. so and, and I haven't seen this kind of uh, uh, cultural, shall we say, uh, you know, uh, 
up just uprising. Fervor. Yeah, just yeah, it's, 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 it really is. Since yeah. Obama was elected president in two thousand eight, right? Okay, so 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 what what that's telling me is that this film is more than just an opportunity to go to the movies for a lot of people. I mean, this is a full orbed cultural experience mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Okay, now as much as the subject of identity is being talked about today. This film, Black Panther, to me, to Daryl, has exposed to me the fact that for many professing black Christians, and see, here's where we're about to go into a part of this episode now where people's hair is going about is about to stand up. <laughs> at, least you get, at least you give them warning. At least you give them the warning. They're about to sit up in their chairs. They're right. about to sit up in their car seats. You see, they're about, they about, they about to already start conjuring up uh, retorts and responses of how they can come at me when they listen to this episode. But this is me talking. And from what I'm seeing, this movie has exposed to me that for many black Christians, that their identity in Christ is somehow insufficient. Mm. It's lacking. It's lacking. And I say that because they are appropriating verge. They're appropriating and inculcating some of the symbolism, the imagery, the messaging that is in the film as part of their identity. Right. Okay. So seeing that, seeing that on Facebook, seeing that on Twitter, seeing that in articles like the one we're going to tee up tonight, Mm -hmm. the, the way I see it, the question for us, for the Christian, for black Christians, especially, the question becomes, who am I really? Wow. Who am I? Because at, at, at its most fundamental, seeing what I've seen in comments people are making, in the imagery that I'm seeing on social media, with respect to this film, identity is the common word that keeps coming to my mind. Absolutely. People are searching for an identity here. Now, now when I say people... My dialogue tonight, my commentary tonight is directed at black Christians. So so last last week you tackled nine ways to be a better white person. We talked through that. We unpacked that. We looked at that for all that it was worth. And so so tonight, a week later, we're going to come back and, and address it from 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 another perspective the the other ethnic group that 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 primarily gets talked about in the news and that's from the from the black perspective and so yeah. i'm i'm ex- i'm excited man we're just we, we, we're gonna hit both sides it, at least at least we're, we're we're equal opportunity offenders man at least that at least at least we can say that right eoos brother eoo <laughs> equal opportunity offenders man and see i, li- I like how you use the word primarily so that's the operative word there primarily though not exclusively Right. Okay, primarily, not exclusively. But the question is, primarily for black Christians, right, is who am I? Mm. Who am I really? You see, so I look at a text like, for instance, Colossians 3, 1. Let's go. Paul writes, because we opened the Bible here, right, on That's Just right. Thinking Verse. That's we right. opened Let's the Word. Yep. So Colossians 3, 1, Paul is writing here. He says, for you, now that is you, if you're a Christian, he's talking to you. And I'm talking to you tonight in this episode here. I'm communicating primarily to black Christians. If you're not a Christian, this probably won't mean anything to you. But when I ask the question about identity, who are you really? Mm -hmm. I'm talking to believers. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to unbelievers. So Paul writes in Colossians three, one, he says, for you have died and your life, that Greek word Zoe, your life is hidden with Christ in God, mm-hmm. your life, your identity, all that matters about you, your entire existence, everything that encompasses who you are is in Jesus. Mm. It's in Je- If you are a Christian, if you profess to be a Christian, that's where your identity is. It's in Jesus. Okay, let's look at another text verse. Genesis one twenty seven says God because we're talking about identity. Right. Okay, talking about identity. God created man in his own image, in the image that is in the likeness 
of God. He created him. Male and female, he created him. Mm-hmm. Them. Now, so that is the, without trying to be redundant, Genesis 127 is the genesis of our identity. Mm. The genesis of our identity is that we were created in the likeness of God in the likeness of the one who created us. Okay. So the search for identity for the Christian is somewhat puzzling to me because <laughs> listen, just a Christianity 101 is the realization, the understanding, the awareness, the acknowledgement that I am created by God in his image. Now God could have created us in whatever image he chose, but he chose us. He chose to create us in his own image, his own image. So in talking about identity, I look at um, a quote from Calvin, John Calvin, Um a book that has really struck a chord within me, man. I'm not finished it yet because if anybody has read or attempted to read John Calvin's Institutes of the Christian yeah, Religion, that, that takes some time. I mean, if you really want to walk it's through it, encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah it's, it's wanna, encyclopedia. Really it. Yeah, the guy was an absolute genius. Mm-hmm. But Calvin says this. He says, and I'm going to tie this back to the film here in a second. But Calvin says, if we recognize the spirit of God as the unique source of truth, unique source of truth. He says, we will not despise truth wherever it appears. I want to repeat that. Calvin says this. He says, if we recognize the spirit of God as the unique source of truth, that means there there is no other source of truth Mm. other than the spirit of God, that we will not despise truth wherever it appears. Now, the reason I bring up Calvin's quote here is because his words should bring to mind the question raised by Pilate at the first Roman trial of Jesus in John 18, 38, where mm-hmm. Pilate asked, what is truth? Right. What is truth? And see, what I see from what I'm seeing being expressed on social media by people who have gone to see this film and are appropriating, as I said earlier, they're appropriating the messaging, the imagery, uh, the symbolism that is inherent to this film. They're appropriating it so as to uh, declare that they are either in a search for the truth, or they see this. They, they see these things as true. Yeah, they see this fictional situation, right? This futuristic, fictional situation as an opportunity to, to, to identify with that and, and to somehow appropriate the truths that are, that are attached to it to themselves. Right. And, and, and then, so they're trying to take, as you just said, they're trying to take a subjective uh, principle that's in a film Mm -hmm. and appropriate that as if it were an objective truth, you see. So that's why Calvin's words bring to mind the question Pilate asked in John mm. eighteen thirty eight, when Pilate asked, well, what is true? Right. So the, the fundamental question we must ask ourselves is, this is the second fundamental question. The first one was, who, who are we as Christians? Mm. The second mm-hmm. one is, what is true? What is true? Okay. True is not what you or I think mm-hmm. or what you or I feel. Truth isn't even necessarily what we say we believe. You see, mm-hmm. that's not true. Truth isn't subjective based on what I feel, think, or even what I say I believe. And that brings me to the article that, we, that we're going to tee up here tonight uh, on the Religion News Services website. Uh, mm-hmm. when, when, uh, when, when you talk about churches hosting screenings, right. black churches hosting screenings of the film Black Panther, and in the article, by the way, listeners, this article will be linked in the episode notes. So when mm-hmm. you go out to the podcast and listen to this episode, there will be a link to this article there for you. Yeah, but let me I, I, like, go, go ahead. Vert. I want, I want to jump. I wanted to jump in here. Cause something you said, you started out with, with, with Colossians three, man. And uh, I believe you, you just, you read verse one, correct? Right. That's correct. Okay. And and so as, as I was, as I was 
kind of looking I'm through sorry, that. That was verse three. I read verse three. I said verse one, three. but I meant verse three. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I thought that was right because because uh, man, if you if you go through one, two, and three, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a, it's a powerful instruction. Go ahead, go ahead, verse. Why don't you go through it? <laughs> it's a powerful instruction for the believer. It says, "If then," and again to the point you made, this is speaking to the believer. If then. Mm-hmm. You have been raised with Christ. I'm reading from an ESV. Seek the things that are above where Christ is mm-hmm. seated at the right hand of God. Verse mm-hmm. two says, set your mind on things above, not on things that are here on the earth. Mm-hmm. And then the verse you read for you have died for for you have died and your life is hidden in Christ, hidden with Christ, rather in God. Mm-hmm. Uh when when Christ is yours, life appears. Uh, then you also will appear with Him in glory. And again, all all, all of that, that that's not only telling you who you are, whose you are, what you're in, how you're hidden in Him. Uh, that should that identity should supersede anything right. that 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 we would try to try to appropriate that is earthly or that's worldly right. or that's even futuristic that's good, from yeah. a from a fantasy uh mm-hmm. th- th- there's so much more in Christ mm-hmm. that we have that we should be trying to appropriate to ourselves right. rather than rather than anything that we could see in this world right man that was brilliant i really appreciate you saying that verge and i want to revisit verse 1 here again real quick mm-hmm. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is. Christ is not in Wakanda. (laughs) Christ is above. Right. You are to seek the things where Christ is. And this text clearly tells you where Christ is. Christ is above. Seated, not, not only... And Paul even gets more specific. He's not just above. He's seated at God's right hand. Okay. So at the risk of sounding facetious, I'm sorry. Uh, Christ is not in Wakanda. That's not where he is. And Mm -hmm. that's not where you are either, Christian. Right. And that's not where you're headed. If you're a believer. Right. Wakanda is not heaven. Okay, so you cannot make that analogy from the film. Uh, I, 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 Daryl, I think I think there's so many so many Christians, especially especially black Christians who feel as if Wakanda is heaven because there were so many black people in the movie. And so their thought about about heaven is kind of black utopia. And so and so in their mind. This 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 may have been a vision of heaven for them. But you know what, verse? You know what's hypocritical about that? Is that the same people? Let's say you're right about that. Those same people are the same people who will come back and cite you the fact that well, heaven's going to be comprised of people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every tribe, tongue, and nation. Yeah, your paradigm of heaven is of Wakanda, where only where only black people are. Right. Right. Isn't that kind of hypocritical? Absolutely. Isn't that kind of contradictory to what the gospel actually teaches? Absolutely. Absolutely. So why why would you envision Wakanda as some sort of heaven on earth when heaven in reality, biblically, is going to be populated by people from every tribe, tongue, Amen. and nation? Amen. And at that, we should rejoice. You should. Mm-hmm. Are we seeing that? I'm not seeing it. Mm-mm. I'm not seeing it. So that takes us to the article itself. Uh, you know, Virg, when people like the Reverend Otis Moss III, who is quoted in this article, right? when the Reverend Otis Moss III, who is senior pastor of Trinity United Methodist Church, I'm sorry, Trinity United Church of Christ, uh-huh. my mistake, Trinity United Church of Christ in Chicago, when Reverend Otis Moss III can say things like this, quote, T'Challa, if you take away his suit, he gets his real power from the spirit, the spirit of the panther. In other words, he gets his power from the Holy Ghost. Oh unquote. My gosh. <laughs> now, let me I'm going to repeat that quote because there's some, some follow up I want to say on this. 
Reverend wow. Ma says this. He says, T'Challa, if you take away his suit, he gets his real power from the spirit, the spirit of the panther. In other words, he gets his power from the Holy Ghost. You know what that is, people? <laughs> that's that's animism. Yes. That's what you call animism. Yes. That's animism when you when you uh uh sort of appropriate spirit a spirit to an animal mm-hmm. and then sort of say, hey, this spirit animates this animal that did whereby now this animal has certain human powers, characteristics, uh, certain attributes, things of that nature. That's mm-hmm. animism. That's animism. So, so, so if Moss can make a reach like that, if Moss can contextualize T'Challa and say that when he puts his suit on and off, that's tantamount to us putting on and off the Holy Spirit as if you can put off the Holy Spirit once he's in you, which you can't. If he can make that reach, now who's to say a Muslim can't see the film and say that the spirit of the panther represents the power of Muhammad? Right. Who's to say a Muslim can't do that? Or who's to say that the panther can't represent the various Vedic or Puranic deities found in Hinduism? <laughs> I mean, which appropriation is the truth? Right. Right. This this article, man, is problematic on, on so many levels. I actually want to go back because, man, there, there's a as, as this thing gets teed up, there's some questions that I think we need to ask about about how how pastors and preachers and teachers in the church are are utilizing, you know, movies, movie titles and, and that kind of thing to 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 make to to make statements about about faith. Right. And so I want to it, it basically starts out by saying black churches host uh, screenings of Black Panther. Uh, and this is from the religion news service. The thing that caught my attention uh, was was at the very opening of this article. It says Xavier Cooper went straight from his shift as a as a cook at a fast food restaurant to an early showing of the Black Panther movie sponsored by his church. Here's the here's the thing that got me and, 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 and see see what see how it hits you. It says as his elders at Jonahville African Methodist Episcopal Zion Church in Huntersville, North Carolina, had hoped the film had a profound effect on the young man, a leader in the church's youth group. My 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 hang up was what in the world were his elders thinking? Uh, with regard to his spiritual development, his spiritual maturity, his growth, that what what he needed was not an open Bible and, and their proper effective mm-hmm. discipleship, mm-hmm. but what he needed to see the change happen in his life was for him to sit down to a viewing of this movie. That boggled my mind. Yeah, you weren't alone in that verse. Let me just tell you that right now. You weren't the only one whose mind was boggled. Uh, and listen, man, let's be honest. In in many black churches today, the order of, since we're talking about identity, the order of identity when it comes to being a Christian, you are black first, then you're a Christian. Right. Let's just be honest about that. Right. And the, what you just read from the article is an example of that. Mm-hmm. They, listen, these churches are organizing show, uh, uh, trips to see these to see this film. Let's let's keep it real, man. It's because the film is a black production. Absolutely, it's, it's not because it necessarily has some intrinsic value from the standpoint of life lessons. Mm. Okay. Um, why weren't what, black what, people? What, I was just gonna say real quick. Why weren't yeah. black churches lining up to go see the movie just, that just won Best Picture at the Oscars, The Shape of Water? Hmm. Why? Why were you guys not lining up to go see that? Okay, 
So let's just keep it real here. Black Panther is resonating with a lot of black Christians because of the black aspect of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Well, what what's said what's said in the article bears that out. It says it says it goes on to say Cooper, this young man, uh, it was excited. Uh, Cooper excited the theater with a with exited. I'm sorry, Cooper exited the theater uh, with a buoyed confidence about his dreams after spending two hours watching the futuristic kingdom of powerful black people in Wakanda. And he says, and I quote, being an African-American, comma, it shows you that you can do anything you want to, end quote, said Cooper, 17, who wants to own his own record label and production studio. So here, this 17 year old young man is entrusting his spiritual development to a group of elders at this African Methodist Episcopal Church. And their thought process about that spiritual development was for him to sit down and and to the to the point you made experience the the pantherization of his life as he watched two hours of this movie, exiting the building excited about something about excited about the fact that he thinks now he can do anything. His life has nothing to do with Christ. And he points to the fact right. he, he points to the fact that that it had everything to do with being an African-American and how he could do anything he wanted to based upon the viewing of the movie that 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 was the that was the fruit from what they exposed him to. Right. I, and, and that's that that's just spiritual malpractice. Right. And see, that's exactly see you, you mentioned the word, and that's why we call in this episode the pantherization of black Christians. Because this young man, uh, uh Mr. Cooper, who you just cited, is an example of this. That's exactly why we're calling this episode the pantherization of black Christians. So when I read that quote from uh this young man, again, who's only 17. Uh, you know, a question I would ask him and I would ask these elders as well is who were you before this movie was released? (laughs) Right. Who who were you before this movie was released? And as a follow up, who would you be had this movie never been made? Right. Had this movie never been made, I would respond respectfully to uh, young Mr. Cooper who says being an African-American this film shows you that you can do anything you want to. Now, uh, as a Christian myself, I immediately recall two verses that come to mind quite quickly. Mm-hmm. First one is John fifteen five, where Jesus himself says, apart from me, you can do, do nothing. nothing. Mm. You can do nothing. Mm. Then there's Luke one thirty seven. Luke one thirty seven th- says, for nothing will be impossible with God. You listen, it's not Wakanda that makes no. your dreams come true. Okay. So Mr. Cooper, who wants to own his own record label and production studio, listen, have your dreams, son. Have them. Pursue right. them. Right. Pursue them, especially if they're in accordance with God's will for your life. Okay. But a film is gonna have nothing to do with your success or your failure in that regard. Bro, you, bro, you mentioned John fifteen, and and it would have it would have it would have been a better time would have been better spent for this young man had someone sat him down and walked him through an exposition of John fifteen. Amen. Amen. His his life would have been better served had someone walked him through. The, the words of Christ to his disciples pr- prior to him heading to the cross. You, you, you're looking for, for a heroic figure. We've got it in Christ. You're looking for, for specific words that are said that are going to give you purpose and meaning. He sits his disciples down and explains to them what they need to be doing and, and how they need to be doing it so that whatever they ask as a result of their being connected to him as the vine, as a result of them following what he's asked them to do, they can experience all that God intends for their life. Right. Because what does Jesus what does Jesus command us to do, Virgin John 15? He says, Abide in me. Abide in me. Yep. Abide and, in me and I in you. you. Yep. yep. 
Yep, he he so he says, "Apart from I, me, you can do, nothing. Me, you can do nothing. nothing. I am the true vine. My father's the vine dresser. Every branch that is in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. But every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit." Right, and, and that's he, the fruit. He, that's the that's fruit. The fruit. He continues to talk about through. beer. Abs- absolutely, At, the, the, the elders would have done would have would have served that young man much better having walked him through John 15 than having him indulge in two hours of, of a movie that's futuristic and fantasy that has nothing to do with the, with, with, with what the Bible has for his life. For his life. Right. Exactly. Right. For his life, however long that may be. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to just interject here. Listen, if 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 you want to go see the movie or have seen the movie already, see the movie for what it is, a movie. That's good. See it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And take it for what it is. But we're 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 venturing into dangerous territory when we read things like what Reverend Moss said when he equates the spirit of the panther with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's blasphemous. I mean, that's, 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 that's blasphemous, and that's mm-hmm. that's heretical, blasphemous, and and just absurd. Mm-hmm. It's just absurd. But here's here's where we go. This is where we land when we treat as a virtue, taking pride in our ethnicity. Wow! And, and, wow! And, 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 and attribute about ourselves which we, with which we had nothing no to do control. with. No control over nothing. So. Mm-hmm. You take a text like one of my favorite texts in the entire New Testament in Galatians 614. <laughs> this is where Paul writes this. He says, but may it never be, may it never be, he says, that I would boast except, mm. this is the one exception he makes, but may it never be that I would boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Mm. It goes back to what we read in Colossians 3. You have died, Christian. You're dead. Mm-hmm. When you came, when the Lord, by his grace, brought you to faith in Christ, the moment you believed, you died. That means your ethnic identity died, your sociocultural affinities died, mm. your worldly accomplishments and pursuits died. Your life is now in Christ. If you're going to boast in something, boast in that. Boast that Christ died for you so that now, as you hear my voice, you're not going to hell. Mm. You're not going to Wakanda either, but you're not going (laughs) to hell. Wakanda's make-believe. Hell Mm -hmm. isn't. No, absolutely. Hell isn't. Hell isn't. Absolutely. I, I, I'm I'm looking again through through the through the content of this of this article and, and even the, the church leaders who are are speaking about the issue are, are blind to what they're doing. Um and, and, and I, I can only describe it as that. They the, the Reverend Jackie Lewis um, and this is the, the African-American pastor of Middle Collegiate Church in New York City, uh, says her congregation's white youth director took a multicultural group of teens to see Black Panther on February 15th. And they have since used Trinity United Church of Christ's study guide. Now, I have no idea what a study guide for this movie would look like. But I can't imagine it being being biblical. Again, I've not I've not seen the movie, so I'm not. This is not a critique of the movie. Um, but I'm trying to understand why why someone would would take a, a a fictional movie and attach it to the truthfulness of the scripture, right? Rather than mm-hmm. simply providing for young people the truthfulness of the scripture, and and th- th- they go on to say. Uh, in, in fact, she says, or he, uh, Jackie Lewis, Reverend Jackie Lewis, says, quote, you know how teenagers are uh, all about superheroes, the kind of projection of good of the good we hope 
is in ourselves out on the screen. And there's all kinds of theological problems with that quote yeah. right there. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, and it's, it, the quote ends by saying, uh, for, for that to be larger than life, black folk was moving to our white children as well as our black children. So they, it, it raises the point that you're, the drumbeat you're constantly um, putting out there is that we're, we're attaching quality of character. We're attaching uh, a, a person's worth and value to levels of melanin. They were, they were excited to see larger than life black folk on a screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, pointing to a characteristic and a quality that none of us have control over and and for and for and for that to be the highlight of what they saw that they attached to virtue is incredibly problematic right Right. man you said that so well verge it's as if they're attributing a salvific quality to this film (laughs) to this storyline yeah you know and see the thing i want people to understand is this is listen, Black Panther didn't die for you. Right. Okay. Black Panther didn't die. Jesus died for you. Mm. Jesus saves, mm. not T'Challa. Right. T'Challa doesn't save. The story is fiction. Okay. It's fiction. All right. So, you know, I'm thinking ahead a little bit here, Virgil. I'm thinking about when this episode is going to come out. And I'm telling you, I'm not a prophet. I didn't stay at a Holiday Express last night. But <laughs> I will say this, that the, this what I call an intra-ethnic. There's an intra-ethnic mindset out there, mm-hmm. okay, that assumes that people like you and me who share a similar shade of melanin right. with, with other people, that that somehow obligates us to share mm-hmm. their same social, yep. political Yep. cultural worldview and philosophy of life. Yep. So it's going to be those people who are going to attack this episode mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you and I are black. We have to fall in line with the tribal, uh, the, tri- the tribalist mm-hmm. collectivist mm-hmm. Uh, group think. Well, why don't you guys support a support the film? Yeah. But we're not critiquing the film. No, this isn't, this isn't even about the film. This isn't about the film. Again, this is ancillary evidences that we're seeing objectively from other people who are demonstrating the misguidedness mm-hmm. of some of the appropriation of the messages that come out of the film. And and the the, the reason I I, I want to say this, Daryl, I think that and when you sent this to me, um, I, I was I got excited because I, I think I think what. What we've been doing, what you've been doing in particular, as as you've kind of led this whole process, is 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 exposing things to uh, uh, our listeners in particular, and 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 any detractors who might who might get a hold of of this particular episode or any other ones that we've done, is is exposing something that could go very unnoticed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. apart, apart from you speaking about it, apart from us chopping it up on this, on this episode and, and, and maybe a handful of other people, this is something that gets, gets kind of accepted hook, line and sinker. Hey, what's, mm-hmm. what's, what's the problem with, with, uh, you know, with having right. a, a viewing of, of a, of a show of a movie like this, you know, powerful mm-hmm. black people and the like, and, and, and again, to the point you make, there's nothing wrong with going and seeing the movie. Absolutely mm-hmm. nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that. But but when we begin to begin to exegete from from a movie, the 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 images on a movie screen and exegete that as text and treat it as if it's scripture and Mm -hmm. to the point you made as if it has any salvific uh, implications, Mm -hmm. we are losing our minds. Mm -hmm. We're absolutely absolutely losing losing minds. minds. And I'm seeing it both ways. People are wrongly exegeting out of the film, into the text, and then they're isogeting from the film. <laughs> right, 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 the, right, right, like, right. Like, like this Reverend uh, Moss did here in this article. Right, right. You know, that's, you cannot let that go. No. You cannot let that slide. You cannot. So, listen, we no, are and, to... And, and, go, the, go and, the, and, and, and the, the message of the gospel and its power is too important to muddy with nonsense like this. Right. 
it's too important to muddy. Right. And so it's it's imperative that when we see things like this, especially in the church culture, that we expose it for for the for the chaos that it is, for the crazy right. that it is, for the right. poison that it is to those who would drink this down. All right. Amen, brother. Amen. And and listen, just a couple more points. You know, I, I think about a text like First uh, John two, verses fifteen through seventeen. Okay, where John writes this, he says, "Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. Mm. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him." Mm-hmm. Now that verse is all about priorities. Okay, what are your priorities? Mm-hmm. Where are your affections? Where do your affections lie? Do they lie with the things of Christ? Or the things of this world. Mm-hmm. Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Mm-hmm. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. Yeah. The world is passing away. And, and also it's lusts. But the one who does the will of God lives forever. Mm-hmm. You see. They they live forever in the movies. But see, a movie is a movie. We're talking real life. Because the moment you were conceived, listeners, the moment you were conceived, you began to live forever. Mm-hmm. You began to give to live forever for real. Okay. So you want you want to know Wakanda where Wakanda is? Go to 2 Peter 3:13. <laughs> Second Peter three thirteen. Mm-hmm. Peter writes this. He says, "But according to His promise, we are looking for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells." We're not yeah. lo- just looking for a new a new land here on the, on earth. Mm-hmm. But we rename it that 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 is populated only of people who look like us. A new heaven and a mm-hmm. new earth is what we're looking forward to. This world is going to be gone one day. Okay? Your identity is in Christ. Amen. Not in some imagery on a screen. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, Virg, I want to wrap it up with this. Do uh, it. Uh, this is a serious subject matter we're talking about tonight. And uh, I want to refer back to Calvin's Institutes. Uh, this is in the chapter he wrote called The Christian Life. This is a little bit, little bit of a lengthy paragraph, but but I, I think this needs to be said because we're talking about identity. And again, I'm talking specifically to the Christian out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm lovingly reminding you of this. I'm, I'm trying to be true to Ephesians 4.15 and speak the truth in love. But I think these words from Calvin are so powerful that I kind of want to take us home on this, on this note. Do it. Calvin writes this. He says, if then... We are not our own, but belong instead to the Lord. It is clear what we must do to avoid going astray and what our goal must be in every department of life. We are not our own. Let not reason and will therefore determine our plans or the things we need to do. We are not our own. Let us not therefore choose as our goal whatever might suit the flesh. Mm. We are not our own. Let us therefore forget ourselves as much as we can, ourselves and everything around us. Again, we are the Lord's. Let us then live and die for him. We are the Lord's. Let his will and wisdom govern all that we do. Mm. We are the Lord's. Let every part of our lives be directed to him and to their soul in. What progress that man has made who, knowing that he he is not his own, denies his reason, lordship, and dominion over him and surrenders it instead to God. For just as there is nothing which leads to ruin and destruction more surely than self-satisfaction, so also the only haven of salvation is to cease to be wise in oneself and to want nothing on one's own account, but simply to follow the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, go ahead, Verge. I just, I, th- I, th- bro, I think, I think that's a great way to wrap it up, man, and and let folks know that we, indeed, are the Lord's, and and that any any idea that we have that that falls short of that is is a missing 
of the mark. It absolutely misses the mark. And so I, I think that's the way to tee it up. I can't wait again uh, for folks to check this one out, uh, to hear what what you share, what we've talked about. Uh, in this particular podcast, and, and I look forward even to to the feedback, good or bad. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's 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 been a been a great ride thus far, man. It's been interesting again to see what people are saying and what they're doing and how they're being impacted by what's shared. And I think tonight is just another another episode where they're going to get a little bit of that as well. Yeah, I concur with you. I concur with you 100. Uh, you know, I already know we're going to take heat for this episode, mm-hmm. but I think again, I think we've done the Lord. Uh, justice in this episode mm-hmm. by, by bringing truth to bear uh, mm-hmm. on this particular topic. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Hey, all we can do is what we do here on this side. We can't control how anyone else might react mm-hmm. on the flip side of this, but we love all of you. And we just want you to know the truth. Um, just like we are, are, are endeavoring to uh, rely on the power of the Holy spirit to help us Amen. live obedient lives uh, as we walk in the truth. Uh, we want you to be able to do the same. So, Virg, good hooking up with you this week. Bro. Always, always, my brother. Until next time, we'll see you then, Lord willing.